I have something that I wanted to say. Then by all means, say it. Listen. Was I not before? This is a statement that I'm going to make and people are going to be like, Maria, are you sure? And I'm going to be like, yes, I'm positive. All right. I'm prepared, I guess. I was thinking about it. (gasps) How dare you? Oh, no. It's time to feed the cats. (laughs) We're not in your home. Fucking, they're starving, I guess. Is Matt going to feed them? No, Matt's there. (laughs) Okay, good. Don't don't let people believe you're starving your cats. I would never starve my cats. (laughs) Jiminy Cricket. Hey there. Hey, and welcome to the Wonder Binge Podcast. Let's talk about some shit, you know? Okay. All right. So what am I going to be like, Maria, are you sure? But you're going to be like, yeah, I'm sure. What have you put a lot of thought into? Quarantine sucks. It does. It sucked every everything about it. But. But. I must say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Men growing their hair out because they can't go and get their hair cut. Is a blessing to this world. Cute as fuck. I'm so, I'm so grateful that men now have just just floppy hair that they they can't cut, and it's like it's like good for you. You are hotter than you were before, and then like you can you can sort of tell like okay, this guy has his hair cut, which means his partner probably cut it for him. I.e., like everyone I know with a partner cutting their partner's hair, like Matt. So, so, and then there's the people that that my haircut. That I and give then, to Matt is not hot enough. Hang on. Hang I'm on. saying I'm saying longer hair would be cuter, but also Matt gets a fro, so I don't know. I haven't seen Matt with long hair in a very long time. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is either you got long floppy hair, so you're hot and also probably single, or you do have a partner, but you are you are choosing to have long floppy hair, which I respect because it makes you hot. <laughs> <laughs> but Maria, they have a partner. But they're choosing to be the hottest version of themselves with long, old, <laughs> floppy hair. And I love that for them. I just saw my brother James today and he's also growing out his hair. And it was just really fun and it's to watch better. him. <laughs> James, you do rock long hair when it's when you can. It's at, like a magical level. I'm so sorry. I peaked so much because I got really passionate. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just very grateful for people not being able to get haircuts. What's up, guys? We are not recording in the attic today. It's too hot up there, it's as, too as hot. I'm sure you know by now. So Because we complain about it relentlessly. We've gone back to our roots. We're in my bedroom. Yeah, where the first episode was recorded. Yeah, Amazing. It's, it's a completely different room. Yeah, and well, now and we're using a completely new mic as well. So it's just like, yeah, that's, everything's that's different. the same type of mic that we used originally. Oh, yeah. So this is like weird where we're at right now crazy anyway hi guys welcome to wonder binge i'm your co-host jen call i'm the other co-host maria she's got some wawa in front of her i'm kind of jealous that you uh, provided it for me thank I you so did, much i did and i'm mad at myself for not getting mac and cheese wow like what I an idiot. yeah i'm such a fuck I know. what a big old dingus <laughs> guys if you listened to our blooper reel last week thank you so much i love it very much and also f- f- fun for me uh uh, way, way after the fact. I know what word I meant when I said the big word that means fucking sus. Um, uh, uh, what was it? Shit. I know it. I know it now, I, I don't swear. Is it suspicious? Um, I think entrapment. it's suspicious. Entrapment? Yeah. <laughs> it was entrapment. Yes. Oh, you mean because yes, we like, were talking I'm about how you would record you me wondering. without telling me. Yes. That's entrapment. That's the big word for fucking it's, sus it's that I meant. It's a word that means fucking sus. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of it in the moment. Your inflections in some of these... I, just i love you man <laughs> yeah i'm all right 
it's okay you're funnier so obviously i would have to love you i'm gonna punch you in the face my dad has repeatedly told me that i'm not funny well dads don't count (laughs) dads dads are dads dads aren't funny i got my i mean yeah sorry if you're a dad and you think you're funny you're not sorry well actually my brother's a dad but you're a new dad so it's okay he's got time to you have you have time to stop being funny chris I actually, for Father's Day, got my dad a shirt. He doesn't listen to this, so it, it's not going to matter. But like, I would like to go on record by saying I fucking hate this shirt <laughs> so much. It's so stupid. It's the worst. <laughs> it's so stupid. I, I've noticed this about you. You've started showing me things that you know I won't like after you've already bought them so that I can't say, don't do it. <laughs> it's because already made up my mind. <laughs> until I have no say. <laughs> <laughs> As if you had a say in my life anyway, Maria. <laughs> I really, you know what? You're right. I should run things by you. <laughs> but in this case, it was, it was honestly, in this case, I had a coupon. That was the main motivation. I had a coupon for the website. For like bad Facebook ad shirts? Probably. I'm a Scorpio who rides horses and goes to the beach on Sundays. And I don't take shit from anyone. <laughs> you know what's funny about the, you saying Scorpio just now? Oh, no. What did I do? Did I predict something? Am I a genius? Am I the smartest woman alive? Say no. I didn't say any of that. Say no. I will not confirm or deny. Say no. No. Good. <laughs> I am not the smartest woman alive. She tricked me. This is entrapment. <laughs> it's a tra- yes, it's entrapment. <laughs> this is entrapment. Yes, it's goat man entrapment. <laughs> well, for this week with my topic, I am continuing with the stars. So oh, shit. Okay. Go off. But before we get into that, oh. I had a thought about your topic, um, your your previous topic uh-huh. with the um, star children. Yeah. So I don't know why, but like the Rainbow Kids, I was like really stuck on because I'm like, they're the new souls and like like just some of their characteristics. I was like, where like where does that come from? Like, why are they like that? Why are you like this, Rainbow Children? Who do you think you are? Anyway, not the point. <laughs> this was my thought. <laughs> what if the Rainbow Children have new auras, quote unquote, like new souls? Because the world is so overpopulated that it has run out of souls to reuse. Like all of the souls are taken all by living people right now. All of the souls are right taken by living, pe- oh, living people. Oh, shit. Yeah. All the souls are taken? Ew. <laughs> that sounds like taken. the. That sounds like literally the phrase, all the souls are taken. We're making new ones. It feels like something the doctor would say in an episode of Doctor Who. And then like, and then the intro plays. And then it's like a really dramatic episode. <laughs> I haven't seen Doctor Who, oh so I'm just going to believe you. Yes. Can you do me a huge favor? What's your favor? Can you go to that witchy shelf behind you and hand me the worry stone that is right? It's between the bone and the eyeball. What? The bone and the it's eyeball? It's between the, the bone and the eyeball. This bone? Oh my god, I'm staring right at it. <laughs> oh, so this stupid. is an eyeball. Yeah. I didn't realize that was an eyeball. <laughs> anyway. So I just wanted to share that thought. It just like came to me and I thought you might find it interesting, but apparently it freaks you out. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I Most things like that freak me out, though. You know that. It, this weird thing about me, I think about the world being overpopulated a lot. It's a, like, I don't know why. It's like a weird fixation in my head. I'm like, there's too many people on this planet. What are we going to do about that? Like, how do we fix this I don't, problem? I don't like know the numbers, so I don't know if that's true or not. The world being overpopulated? Yeah. Pretty sure. Sh- who decides the cap? I think it's it's a ratio of, like, resources to consumption. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Well, in the words of my good friend Jenna, just make more. When did I say that? Oh, they're running out of money? Just make more money. <laughs> when did I say that? It's the Centralia episode. You're like, oh, oh, oh we ran out of money, so we're not going to put out a fire. It's like, yeah, you need money to put out a fire, dumbass. <laughs> Get more money. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> I, my mom listened that. to a few episodes. 
Oh my goodness! What we worked on a say? puzzle, and I, I played them for her, and she really likes our dynamic. I was uh, I was working on something with my brother Danny, and I was like, ah, oh, we should play some music or a podcast or something. So I said, like, hey Dan, do you want to listen to a podcast with me? And I was gonna put on something that like I listen to, like Hey Riddle Riddle, or That's Why We Drink, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh yeah, let's listen to your podcast. <laughs> so like. I'm immediately filled with dread. I'm like, oh, God, my brother's going to start hardcore judging me in front of me. Um, and we started playing the uh, Lamo Pin. Oh, OK. Nice. Yeah. Your your episode about the badass bisexual sword fighting opera singer. Of course. <laughs> and I realized that, like, we were, like, low key encouraging violence in that episode. Like, listen. Ah, I don't know. Listen. It was a different time. It was 14th century France. That's I wasn't there. Head, I yeah. wasn't taking part i'm just respecting this woman being a badass that's kind of where i was at yeah i'm like, sorry if that offended anyone obviously um, we don't support violence i'm it not just for like- i'm not gonna go s- <laughs> run a sword through a man in an alley if that makes you feel any better i don't have a sword nor do i have a man in an alley <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a sword or an alley but then i can nurse back to health and fond love god marie you really gotta like play these things out better start by getting a sword i'll get a sword and then i'll find a man all right. All right. You better start before I'm I start. start that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna burst into a fucking song. I will just start singing if you don't start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. You ready? <laughs> okay, We're starting. Speaking of your witchy shelf, I'm getting into witchy things today, and I'm continuing with the stars. Uh, I I've noticed that I I mean I've knew this about myself all along, but like I'm into a lot of things that Matt likes to refer to as witchy poo. Witchy poo. Witchy poo. Like, I'll start huh. talking about something, and he, he'll be like, is this one of your witchy-poo things? Ham, <laughs> you're an interesting man. I think he got the phrase from his coworker, and he really liked it, but I'm getting into a witchy-poo topic today. Oh, boy. We are talking about strap-in kids, star signs. Oh, shit. That's a lot. It It's a doozy. <laughs> I've got a lot of notes here. Oh, my God. So we really do need to get into it, because there's so many words I on this I feel document. like I need to be, like, wearing all of my Aries shit. <laughs> Let's set a fire. We should start a fire in your very hot room. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a great idea. For fire signs. Do you have um? Do I need to open my co-star? Should I have my chart ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's for the end. <laughs> Thank okay. you for asking. <laughs> she knows me so well. That's the end, baby. Well, now I need to like remind myself what my moon and rising and stuff is. That's okay. I already looked it up. Shout out to co-star. Add us on co-star, you guys. See if we're compatible. Yeah. Maria's looking to court people. Listen, I'm very lonely. See if you're compatible on co-star. I have to laugh at myself or else I'll start crying. Continue. See if you're p- compatible compatible on co-star and then show her Dom and Seth pick a movie and yes! you're good to go. <laughs> okay. So here we go. I'm sure you're, you have all heard of star signs before. They're also known as your astrological sign, your sun sign, or your zodiac. Western zodiac, to be specific, since the Chinese zodiac is something completely different. But... Fruits basket. Fruits basket. So what is the zodiac, quote unquote? It is the celestial system that is divided into 12 12 sections. Each section... Wow, I can't speak today. It's okay. Each section occupying 30 degrees of the celestial longitude, or house... Because each, each of those 12 mm-hmm. sections is considered a house. And corresponding with a primary constellation. Did that make sense? That to me, yes, it did. Okay. So there's 12 houses, right? 12 houses. Each gets 30 degrees. And within each 30 degrees is a specific constellation that is associated with one of the 12 zodiac signs. So basically, the Earth is the center of the clock. And within each, um, like, five-minute 
uh, yeah. pie slice mm-hmm. is a house. And then where your, like, the location of certain constellations within houses at your time of birth are what dictate your zodiac. Yes. In a nutshell, yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes, that was a great explanation. The pie slice or the clock, I like it. But anyway, so the 12 signs in order. <laughs> no, you're great. I, no, I was just about to be like, like in Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> like in the second Hunger Games, when the when the island is a clock. Do you remember that? Do you remember, Do you that, remember in, uh, in uh, Catching Fire? <laughs> the quarter quell. Anyway. So here are the 12 signs in order. And I think you you know this, but the so the signs begin in March, not January. And we're going to touch on that later. But, but my, this, mine's the first one. Yours I'm, is I'm the deep. first one. Am I the youngest or the... I think I'm the youngest sign, You're right? the first sign. I'm the first sign, but isn't that considered the youngest? No, I don't know. I haven't heard that. I feel like I've heard it referred to as that, but it um, goes Aries first and then Aries, stuff. you first. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, hi, <laughs> Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Those are the signs. In that order, they are always in that order. The word zodiac comes from, surprise, surprise, ancient Greek. And it's a phrase meaning circle of little animals. Okay. Isn't that cute? (laughs) And that makes sense because like each constellation canonically, or at least like in most cases, is an animal. I was going to say that like that makes more sense for the Chinese zodiac. But Mm -hmm. for the Western zodiac, it like some of them are animals but some of them are like creatures yeah but i think initially initially they were all animals except for scorpio well scorpio was a scorpion but like i I will get into that initially they were all animals huh and then it shifted into like the libra is scales and gemini is twins gemini is twins. something is a centaur i think that's sagittarius it's the archer but anyway chivalry and wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) and wouldn't you know it the names of each star sign are the Latin word for their corresponding animal slash thing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because, like, Leo, lion. Right. But yeah. Aries is ram? Aries means sheep. Oh. Kind of neat, right? Flashback to me spending my entire life thinking that Aries' sign was a goat, but it was a ram slash sheep the whole time. It's, yeah. I Capricorn is a goat, technically. That shocks me. Because Capricorn is also associated with... um. What's the devil with horns? Like the devil. Faust? Faust. Yeah. Yes. But Libra is, this is kind of a neat thing. Matt told me this. So you know how in like our culture, we use pounds for our like weight measuring system. And it's. So in America? In America. Just America. In <laughs> our, our culture. culture. What do you American mean? culture is not, truly non-existent. In the US, we <laughs> use pounds. <laughs> in the US, we use pounds. But when you abbreviate it. It's LBS. Well, that LBS is short for Libra or Libre because that was the, I think, Latin word for pounds. And when they would, you know, do the whole like money thing with the scales and like they'd weigh it and everything, Mm -hmm. the little weights were considered like Libra. Oh, that's so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's where that comes from. So the zodiac, like the word zodiac, it does Mm -hmm. mean circle of little animals. But in the case of astrology, the word zodiac is the name for the specific area in the sky that is approximately eight degrees north and south as measured in the celestial latitude. And this is the path in which the moon and the planets are visible from Earth. Huh. So it's kind of like the layer 
that everything is visible, uh, like away from Earth, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm thinking of things as like like ripples of water Con- and rain. Concentric circles. Yeah. Yes, concentric circles. What a good word. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to get this out of the way real quick because mm-hmm. I didn't know this for probably an embarrassingly long time. I know it now and have known it for a long time, but I think it took me a little too long to figure out. Astronomy and astrology are not the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, astronomy is the branch of science that deals with celestial objects in space and the physical universe as a whole, where astrology just studies the movement of the stars mm-hmm. and like the relative positions of celestial bodies and interpreting them as having influence over human affairs, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So when were these star signs invented? We're going to do a little history lesson because that's where I like to start. Oh, boy. Here we go. It started with the Babylonians in 1894 BC, before Christ. It's just crazy to me that it was that long ago. And that's like over so 4,000 years ago. 2021. Mm-hmm. What year did you say, BC? 1894. Oh my God. So it's almost 4,000 years ago. Yeah, almost 4,000. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. Um, hey, I'd like to take this moment to address that in any episode ever where we do quick math, we're almost definitely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was re-listening to something and we like absolutely just fucked up math. <laughs> <laughs> we did go to school for theater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this was around the same time, this 1894 BC, this was around the same time that historians and astrologers claimed that many cultures were trying to map out the stars and movements of the sun, moon, and planets. The Chinese, Greek, and Mesopotamians, which is also kind of Babylonians because Babylonian or Babylon was in Mesopotamia. So those three cultures were all interested in mapping the sky as a first grand attempt at something called cosmology. Have you Ooh, heard of cosmology? I, like um, I don't know if I've heard of it. It When you say it, it just makes sense to me. It's mm-hmm. the study of the cosmos. It's exactly what it but is. But I, it's one of those words where you say it, and I immediately am like, "Oh yeah, obviously." This is where like the where attitude tests come in place. Where it's like, "Can that. you, can you understand this sentence from the context?" Um, I'd be great at those. You were great at those. What do you mean? A would be? You were. I, I'm. I want more. Do you want to take aptitude tests for fun? Just that part. Just You're the crazy. this is to that as that is to this parts. Those are fun. Those are fun. All right. So cosmology. The word comes from Greek. Whoa. Who would have thought? Comes from the Greek word cosmos, meaning order and harmony. Ooh. It is the study of the phenomenon of the universe. Yo, shout out to the Greeks. So Greeks. Back then in the BCs, ancient <laughs> practitioners began mapping the stars. And I, I, listen, an listen I hate that you take it as instruction. What? Like I said, shout, shout out, out to the Greeks. And you were like, I will shout out to them now. <laughs> Sup, Greeks? <laughs> I'm not telling you to shout out to them. I'm I'm presenting my own shout out. Dude, when you say jump, I'm going to jump. How high, baby? No, I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Oh, so back in the BCs, ancient practitioners began mapping the stars as a means of keeping an accurate calendar. So they weren't doing it for the purposes of like trying to see why the universe was affecting us and how. Mm-hmm. They were like just trying to use it as a calendar they were also trying to map it out to use as navigation for sea yeah for sea I was voyages. Say. but naturally cosmology branched off and began being used for understanding how the universe directly affects earth i.e crops failing volcanoes erupting cattle dying etc so here's an exciting extra for you when comparing earlier maps of constellations the chinese greeks and mesopotamians all had different constellations which is still true today and this so is did due they just to see like clusters of stars and connect them in different ways they yes that but it's also they see 
like the stars appear differently in the sky based on where you are on the oh earth. yeah yeah mm-hmm. when when my family was in nevis which is in the caribbean it's like it's a caribbean island mm-hmm. i believe it's where alexander hamilton came from but hey. when we were in nevis one night we were like out to dinner and the moon it was a it was a it was a crescent moon mm-hmm. and it was like smiley face like it wasn't sideways right. like i've seen my entire life it was like a bowl that's because cool. of where we were on earth right and i've never seen the moon like that and it it like tripped me out did it really <laughs> yeah i would love to see it i like was like that. really disoriented <laughs> so yeah that's why they have different constellations is because like their their sky looks so yeah. different and I kind of like that. I like the idea of like not every sky on Earth looks the same. I think it's it's poetic in a way, you know, because yeah. it has it like how you see the sky, I think probably directly affects like a culture. Oh, yeah, definitely. Everyone's looking up and saying why, you know, so what you see is your answer. And it's, naturally, everyone's going to have a different answer if the sky looks different. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my that's my take on that. I just immediately thought of the man in the moon and how he plays upon a ladle. And that's because of like the dipper. Mm-hmm. But like someone from somewhere else might have no fucking idea what that's reference, <laughs> what that's referencing because they might not have the dippers. Yeah, they may not have ladles. <laughs> so as an example of how these constellations vary between cultures, we're going to talk about a specific star called Betelgeuse. What? <laughs> Betelgeuse? <laughs> yes. <gasps> Betelgeuse. Don't say it thrice. <laughs> Michael Keaton will appear. <laughs> he is literally like the character Betelgeuse from Betelgeuse is named after You just star. said it twice. What are you doing? Don't say it again. I'm Do just, they have to be in order? I'm just keeping him in suspension. Anyway, the star Betelgeuse is in the constellation, at least the Western constellation known as Orion, the Archer, which is the constellation for the sign of Sagittarius. Orion or Orion? Orion, sorry. Orion. Okay, I was going to say. I had a mental, yeah, sometimes words don't make okay, sense to me. No worries. Orion. <laughs> so Orion's belt. Orion's belt. Gotcha. Yeah. The I think it's the second brightest star in that constellation is Betelgeuse. But in different cultures, that star is used for different constellations. For example, in Hawaii, it's used in a constellation called the Cat's Cradle. Oh, that's cute. In China, it's used in a constellation called the Three Stars. The Navajo people see that constellation as the first slim one. And uh, this one was uncomfortable. India just like kind of isolates Betelgeuse mm-hmm. not in a constellation. They just refer to it as the moist one. That's fun. Fun for them. <laughs> so there was your fun and slightly uh, unpleasant, <laughs> exciting extra. I found it unpleasant. I don't like the word moist. I'm one of those people. The moist one. The moist one. Back to star signs. So there was a lot to unpack as far as like how the Babylonians created the star signs. So I'm just going to explain what I think we need to know. Okay. To make this engaging, you know, the whole like less is more thing. But if you want the full lowdown on the Zodiac's history. Call Jenna at 215. No, no, no. <laughs> you have reached. <laughs> now you can check out just the Wikipedia page named Zodiac. I know it's Wikipedia, but like it's a really good article, honestly. Okay. So basically the Mesopotamians slash Babylonians discovered those 12 pie sections of the sky in the celestial longitude, and they realized that it was centered on the path that the sun followed through the sky. Therefore, they decided to divide the year into 12 months. And Oh, that's yeah. why they decided that. That's why they decided that. Hmm. That's why we have 12 months. And from that, certain Mesopotamian gods, as well as the gods' corresponding constellations and animals, 
were assigned to each section of the sky or month for specific worship and divinistic practices. But it's not like the months as we know it. It's, it's not, not like all of April is this sign. It's not, I get yeah, to that. It, yeah. It, it's like I explain that. I explain that in a bit. Wasn't there a shift? That's what I'm going to explain. Yay! Today. Man, you're so ahead of me. Sorry. I, S- someone listening to this is going to learn today that they're not the sign they thought they were because of that shift. You think? Probably. Well, I mean, because not like, everyone was like in on it. Well, it was I like recent. Like, hmm, they may have like finally like put out an article recently. In later centuries, Greeks and Romans associated specific planets with their own gods based on the planet's traits. And somehow all of that, like the Mesopotamians, the Greeks, Romans, like it somehow all converged into what we know the Zodiac today to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm, I don't want to get through all of that because then this episode would be like 10 years long. Yeah, no. But uh, that's kind of the more or less general summation so far. But initially, I think this is important to note, initially the Zodiac was created for understanding the world, not so much the individual person. That didn't happen until the medieval Islamic era in the 8th century CE that the Zodiac moved from divination into determining a person's like personality traits and how the planets affect everyone's everyday lives. Awesome. Thus, the horoscope was born. Woo! What is a horoscope, you didn't ask? A horoscope is a forecast of a person's future based on the relative positions of the stars and planets at the time of the person's birth. And crazy, the word horoscope comes from the Greek. And it comes from the Greek words aura and scopus, meaning time and observer. Ooh. So horoscope literally means time observer. That's super cool. I kind of like that. And I think it it fits. I don't believe in horoscopes as a future telling thing. I believe in them as a, like, giving you insight into why you are the way you are. But the whole, like, newspaper article of like you will meet this person you will meet the love of your life it's like you'll find a dime on the ground today yeah (laughs) no i don't think that completely agree and like like, if if mercury is about to go into retrograde and you want to tell me hey you're this sign you might get a little fucky like (laughs) keep it vague but like i probably will get a little fucky if if mercury is in retrograde you know what i mean (laughs) totally mercury being in retrograde just fucks everybody up it really does I do actually explain that later. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I really love when like you know about the thing that I'm talking about. Like I love but, it. But like I don't. So but you I don't. still get to teach me things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also hate that you know because like you know. Do you want me you... to shut up? No, 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 no. Okay. Please keep talking, okay. but also shut the fuck up. <gasps> so now that we're through our uh, our history lesson, kids, it's time to get into why I'm so into star signs, why, why I love this witchy poo thing. What the hell? do the stars have to do with you? So I just want to say this now. We literally just talked about it. As interested as I am in all of this, like all the star signs, I do take all of it with a grain of salt because I don't believe that any amount of words can truly like define a person. Anything that has had like human interference is inherently flawed. Everything. Like so literally everything around us that we know for like for sure, quote unquote, is going to be flawed in some way. But I do find all of it very fascinating. and, And in many ways, I find it valid. And that's because I personally believe that everything on Earth has come from the the universe, the skies above. I think we're all stardust. So to me, it makes sense that we would still be somehow connected to those celestial bodies. That's just my thought on it. Um, But more than anything... It's just fun for me, but I digress. So let's get into the star signs as we know them today. Everything we're about to say is real. And if you disagree with us, fuck off. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> as I mentioned, and as many of you know, there are 12 different astrological signs. Each sign is associated with a relatively specific 30-day period of the year. And I'm sure many of you have noticed that the star signs don't perfectly align with the calendar months. They sort of straddle mm -hmm. like halfway between. And you might be wondering, why is that? Especially since the zodiac signs were assigned to each single month by the Babylonians. So, like, why do they straddle now? Like, why did that change? Well, the zodiac follows where the sun is, more specifically, where the sun is in relativity to each star sign, so each constellation. Okay. And since the time of the invention of the zodiac, Earth's axis has shifted considerably, misaligning the constellations from our calendar months. So when it was first instituted, was it like spot on with the months? And yes. And it, it just keeps shifting. It just keeps shifting. Yeah. Okay. That's why if you follow star sign things, you'll hear things like the sun is now in Scorpio and it'll be in the middle of a month. Mm -hmm. Meaning that the sun is now in line with Scorpio's 30 degree pie slice or house. Awesome. The month is not important. It's where the sun is. And in about 2,000 years from now or so, the star signs will be even more misaligned from the months and the star sign birth dates will inevitably change. Yeah, absolutely. And shift. I found that cool. Because, like, I had always wondered, like, why wouldn't they just, like, make it each month, like, the birthstones and stuff like that? But it's, it's, it's because we're looking at the sun. We're not yeah. paying attention to the months anymore. So each star sign is assigned into three important properties that help pinpoint the finer details of each star sign's personality. And those three things are the sign's ruling planet, the sign's element, and the sign's modality. Let's get into the first thing, which is the ruling planet. We've already touched on, on this a bit, but I'm going to recap. Each sign is ruled by a planet, the sun, or the moon. And that planet, or sun or moon, influences who people born under that sign are at their core, giving insight into the personality traits and essence of a person. So like, you'll hear like grand sweeping statements like, Leos are just very passionate people. So like, that's kind of where that comes from. They like- Leos like attention. That's, that's a better one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Leos like attention and it's very true. <laughs> And planets, I think I said this already as well, are based on the Roman gods, which I think we all kind of knew. Mm -hmm. And there are four signs that actually share a planet. So each of the 12 signs don't get their own planet. There aren't enough planets to go around. So naturally, they're going to share. But they, they kind of determined which star signs share a planet based on like how often that planet was in the sky. So the signs that share planets are Taurus and Libra, who share Venus and Gemini and Virgo, who share Mercury. But every other sign has its own special celestial body. I won't go through all the like individual personality traits of each star sign, because I think that's just a lot. And again, I don't but want this- But we will go very deep into Aries and Leo. Because we're selfish. <laughs> because we're selfish. And, and maybe we'll throw we'll throw ham a bone and, and maybe talk we'll about, talk about Libra a little Libras bit. A little bit. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on into all of that again. Like I don't want to define a person mm -hmm. strictly based on their star sign. It's, like it's ridiculous to only focus on that. I'm just gonna discuss how these things about your star sign might help you think through who you are. Mm -hmm. That's how I use it. Like when I look at my birth chart and like read up on this kind of stuff, it's just like I'm just reading to maybe get a better grasp of myself. Yeah, and that's maybe what I of do. someone else. Yeah. yeah, and like I don't live by it. It's it again. It's just like kind of fun and, and introspective for me. Where was I? So that was the first property. The second property is the signs element. Fire signs are. Oh. Ooh, I'm gonna see if I can get. Uh, can I see if I can get this? I don't know if I will. You want to try and guess what they I are? I kind of do. The fire signs are Aries, Leo, and 
I should have started with something easier. No. Sagittarius? It is Sagittarius. Yes! Okay. Um, <laughs> the water signs are Pisces, Scorpio, and Aquarius. No. No. Oh, yeah. No. no, no. Aquarius is an air sign. Water is Pisces, Scorpio, and... Cancer. Cancer. Um, okay. And then air signs are Libra, mm-hmm. Aquarius, mm-hmm. and Gemini? Gemini. Yes. Okay. And then the earth signs are Taurus, Capricorn, and... I. I don't have all of the signs in my chart, so I'm trying to remember what the other sign that I'm <laughs> missing is. one sign There's left. one more. What is it? Shit. It's a big old virgin. Oh, Virgo. Fuck. <laughs> it's like the one sign that I don't have in my chart at all. <laughs> Virgo. I, yeah, you got all those. That's awesome. Oh my God. I'm so proud of myself. All right. The elements follow a certain pattern throughout the year, mm-hmm. and it starts with fire, which is Aries. Fire, earth, air, and water. And that cycle continues through the signs. So, like, you've got Aries is fire, Taurus is earth, Aquarius is air, and then Cancer is water. And that just keeps repeating. And then it just keeps, yeah, that order throughout keeps the months. Repeating. Or throughout the signs. And there is a reason that it does that. If you like, I'm not going to get, like, fully into it, but if you'd like to read up on why the signs follow that elemental order... There's a great article from the Time Nomad app, and there's a section called How the Four Elements Rule Over the Zodiac Signs. Great article. There was a lot there. Uh, It was too much to cover, but it was very interesting. But to give you the gist of what that article is saying, the reason that the elements follow that order, fire, earth, air, water, it all has to do with duality and cyclicality. And it all starts with when the moon fell in love with the sun. Brendan Yuri, is that you? <laughs> it's me here in the flesh. Wow. Flips hair. I love you. All is golden in the sky. <laughs> in the day, I'm at the night. All right. So the moon, canonically, is associated with the element of water, and the sun is associated with the element of fire. Yeah, baby. Now the sign for the moon, the star sign for the moon, is Cancer, and the star sign for the sun is Leo. Hi. Hey, you. <laughs> I'm just going to say hi every time I say Leo. But yeah, so Cancer is ruled by Moon, the water sign, and Cancer mm-hmm. is a water sign, and then Leo is a fire sign ruled by the sun. And after Leo is Virgo, which is an earth sign, after Virgo is Libra, an air sign, and so on. So like, like I said, that cycle just continues. Mm-hmm. Fire, earth, air, water. And when I was trying to like think of a way to explain why it followed that order to like get the gist from that article I just mentioned... I accidentally wrote a poem. (gasps) Okay, go off. (laughs) It's kind of long, but I accidentally wrote a poem. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. (laughs) I'm going to get my poem voice on. (sighs) Fuck the manky zone. Let's go to the poetry zone. Let's go to the poetry zone. Okay, here we go. I'm going to conjure my best poem voice, especially since I'm really bad at reading aloud. Snaps. Every time water catches fire's eye, they fall in love all over again. Each would search and search for what they felt they lacked within themselves. Water could never find such strength and vibrance anywhere else but with fire, and fire could find nothing more beautiful or soothing than water. But like any tragic love story, our lovers were just too different, too destructive and too headstrong to be together forever. So we move on, to reevaluate and to reimagine. Fire is humbled and cooled into earth, like a volcano's lava cooling and becoming soil. Water is enlightened and evaporated by air, floating into the sky to form the clouds above. Moving through the depths of their own hearts, they rediscover who they truly are and what they hopelessly long for. A strength to their weakness, a beauty to their ugly, a day to their night. Balance. Their hearts ache with longing at the realization. But how will they find each other? 
In a desperate attempt, water cries into the sky, Bring me my love! The sky is moved by water's brimming tears and sends a bolt of lightning to the earth, calling upon fire to rise. A tree rooted deep in the soil catches the message, delivering word to fire and igniting massive flames. I'm here, my love, fire roars. Come to me. At this, water rains down to reunite with their love. And once again, they catch each other's eye, the cycle beginning anew. Are you kidding me right now? I may have re-edited that like are you kidding me? times maybe just like maybe re Genevieve Marie Elizabeth Cole, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what do you mean? That was fucking beautiful. I'm upset. Thank you. What do I'm you mean upset. You're upset. <laughs> Give me my worry stone. I'm up I I need to rub that. I'm upset. <laughs> Holy crap. Thank you. Thank you. I'm rarely proud of myself, but I did like that. <laughs> Fuck me up. So that was my rough explanation as to why the signs follow that elemental order. Fire becomes earth. Because fire becomes earth. You, you got to think of it this way. So fire and water are next to each other, right? Right. Fire moves into earth on the one side and water moves into air on the other. And then they meet back up again at the top of the circle. So they complete a circle of like, like they kind of go in opposite directions in a circle, and then they meet back up at the top. Of fire, earth, air, water. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So does that make sense? Yes. I thought was it was amazing. nice. That was beautiful. <laughs> all right. You already did this for me. You put all the signs in their elemental order. Oh, yeah. Should I go over them again, or do you think, oh, we already said them. It's fine. All right. So let's get into the personality traits of the signs within each element. So this is like further dissecting why your sign like matches personality traits and stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. So fire signs are typically passionate and strong people. Earth signs are logical and hardworking. Air signs are imaginative and communicative. And water signs are peaceful and spiritual people. This isn't to say that you can't share qualities from other signs, like with yourself. Because like you might be a, a water sign and be like, oh, yes, I'm very peaceful. But like, I'm also very passionate. Mm-hmm. So like, why does it match up there? There's a reason, and I'll get to that. All right, now we're going to move into the third property, which is the modality of the sign. Yeah, that's the part that I'm most confused about. This is actually arguably my favorite part. Okay. <laughs> Especially since I understand it now. So there's, I'm going to say a lot of words that um, took me a long time to make sense in my own brain. So please, like, stop me. I'm going to try and, like, stop and repeat to re-explain because it took me a long time to, like, group it up in my head. Okay. I'll but- probably do that thing where I try to put it into my own words. That's why I keep you around, man. Sick. Okay. Within each elemental grouping, it's called a quadruplicity. There's only three signs in them, though. No. The quadruplicity is the... Is the four elements. Gotcha. It is the four elements. And within each quadruplicity is a triplicity, or a cycle of three. Three um, signs in each of the four three elements. Three signs within each of the four elements, giving each sign a modality, because then those three signs within each element follow a specific order, giving it a modality or a mode in which something either exists, is experienced, or is expressed. So did that make sense? So the modality is the order of signs within each element. It's the order of signs. Yes. It's the order of the triplicity within the quadruplicity. Right. The mode or modality, which is what we're talking about, of a given sign refers to its sequential location, the sign in each order within each element. Each of the four elements manifests in three modalities, which are cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Okay. So that's the triplicity, is the cardinal, fixed, and mutable. So let's use fire signs, for example, because we're both fire signs and we're selfish. Of course. (laughs) 
<laughs> Within the elemental group of fire, you have Aries, the cardinal sign, igniting the flames of fire. Leo, the fixed sign, progressing and increasing the fire's reach. And Sagittarius, the mutable sign, seeing the flames through to their dissipation. So Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius are always in that order when right. you're talking yes. about the element of fire. So the reason there's like it's in this cycle of three and in this set position is because it evenly distributes the energy of that element to keep it balanced, beginning, middle, and end. So like with fire, oh my God, Aries is so the beginning. Much sense to me when it comes to our dynamic, <laughs> doesn't it? Cricket. Doesn't it? Oh this is God. why I love this. I'm like, oh, that's why we fit because you're the idea person and I'm the person who makes it happen. We just need a Sagittarius. No, we don't have one, but we do have a fucking Libra that f- adds <laughs> air to the flame. True, it just <laughs> fucking fans the flame, oxygenates it. Fuck. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, let's put all the blame on Matt. It's always his fault. What a king. <laughs> what a king, what a legend, what an icon. All right, so here are the personality traits of each mode. You ready? Yes. The cardinal signs, and I kind of already said this, the cardinal signs are the initiators. They're the idea people. Fixed signs are the doers, focusing on the momentum to help the idea manifest. And then the mutable signs are the people who know how to adapt and tackle obstacles and ultimately see the idea through to its end. Gotcha. And to me, that makes sense because, like, I'm not great with ideas, but I'm great at running with one. I'm great at ideas and I can't execute anything. And that's why our dynamic works so well. Hell yeah. We need our Sagittarius. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a Sagittarius, hit us up. This is us officially putting out an ad to hire a Sagittarius. We don't have any Sagittarius friends, do we? Uh, my cousin is. Do we know anyone who was born in late November, early December? Because that's Sagittarius. Uh, no. Yeah, I can't think of anyone. Our friend's uh, baby is due in Sagittarius season. Okay, sick. We'll just adopt them. But them? We don't know yet, so We don't them. know yet? Them. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to say it <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Anywho, so those were the three properties. We're done now. We're done with the, the properties that I was talking about. But to recap... Each star sign is ruled by a specific planet associated with a Roman god. Each sign is also categorized into one of the four elements. And within each of the four elemental groupings are three modalities. So that's what we just talked about for the last, like, four hours. (laughs) Now we're going to get into birth charts slash natal charts. An extremely helpful source for me um, for this section was... An app called CoStar, which we literally have it open. Already me. mentioned a few times. If you're interested in CoStar, you can download it for free on any phone, and you can also go to CoStarAstrology.com and sign up at like enter your information for your birth chart. We this is like not it. sponsored by CoStar. <laughs> we just Unless love you, it. Um, hey, CoStar, if you want CoStar, hit us I up. hear you're hiring, but are you sponsoring? Hit us up. I love the chaos mode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to tell you about the chaos mode that I did for myself. Nice. That's at the end. Many of us have heard of birth charts when it comes to astrology. But what is a charting exactly? In a nutshell, your birth chart explains where the planets were in the sky at the exact date and time of your birth. And location, too. It's like a snapshot of the sky at the moment you entered the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Each planet is associated with a personality trait, and whichever star sign was in line with each planet at the time of your birth determines the way in which you express that particular trait. I know that was a lot to say. I It makes sense to me, but that's just because I, like... You know what I'm talking I about. I vaguely understand. So, so if I can simplify it, it's like, you have a sign for, like, every planet, mm-hmm. but my, like, 
and everyone's like big three are your sun, your moon, and your rising. Yes. Or or ascendant is Mm -hmm. also what it's called. The way I understand it is like my sun is how I am externally. My moon is how I am internally. And my rising is something else. You're almost spot on. Your sun... You'll probably get to that. No, that is the next thing. Okay. So your sun sign is your primary zodiac sign. Yes. Which is like, you're an Aries, I'm a Leo. Your sun sign determines your ego. Yes. It's like the way... It's like your general role in life. But then you also have other signs in your birth chart, like your moon sign, Mm -hmm. which is how you express your feelings and emotions. Many people find that they more closely identify with their moon sign. Your moon sign reflects how you are when you're alone or you're, like, deeply comfortable with, like, a friend or a family yeah, member. Yeah, or, like, your your own perception of yourself, whereas yes. sun is more so how you present yourself to others that that's, you won't necessarily see. That's actually your rising or ascendant. Oh, is that your what rising ascendant or is? Ascendant is how the world sees you. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, go back to, like, the whole birth chart thing and, like, the snapshot of the sky. It's, like... When you were born, what was the moon doing? That's that's your moon mm-hmm. sign. Obviously, your sun sign is what was the sun doing? That's your right. sun sign. But your rising sign, and I looked this up because I didn't know it, your rising sign actually is whatever zodiac sign was rising slash ascending on the eastern horizon, horizon, horizon at the moment you were born. Right. So at first, I didn't really get that. Like, I didn't get why that was important. Like, why would your... Why would the star sign over there matter so much? Like, why is it in the top three, basically? But... Because it's it's coming into action the same time you are. Exactly. Yes. It's the first day you were born. First it, day it, you were born. It rises with, with you. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Existence. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Thank you. I like that. I like the way you <laughs> phrased it better than how I wrote it. So yeah, your ascendant or rising sign is essentially the mask you wear to other people or more, maybe not a mask, but it's like the first impression people have of you. Oh, okay. Don't know how I feel about my ascendant sign now. What's your ascendant? Oh, you're Taurus. So am I. I know this because I looked it up. My moon and my ascendant are both Taurus. Oh no, my moon's Capricorn. I lied to you. Mm-hmm. I know. So birth charts have 11 sections. Each person has 11 signs in their birth chart. It's the nine planets plus... or Eight planets. Eight planets. Pluto doesn't count. No, no, no. Earth doesn't That's what count. It does. Earth doesn't count, right. So... Yeah. So the 11 signs are the eight planets. Not, not including, including Earth. Yeah. Plus the sun, the moon, and ascendant. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Um, but those last three, sun, moon, and rising, are the primary signs that most people focus on because those are the signs that manifest more outwardly. So because I'm selfish, I'm going to tell you that my sun sign is Leo. My moon sign is Gemini. And my rising sign is Taurus. And because I love Maria, you, my dear friend, so much, I'm going to tell you all that her sun sign is in Aries, her moon is in Capricorn, and her rising is also in Taurus. Oh, I'm upset. Why? Because I just got reminded of you fucking saying Taurus all the time every time you saw one on the road. Well, yeah, because I drove a Taurus. I hate it. (laughs) And that's how I appeared to people on the road. That was the first impression people had of me. (laughs) It was a Taurus. Oh, how the world works. All right. Now, there are tons of websites that you can go to find your birth chart. You just, like, you know, type in your information and go. Um, We like CoStar. But the information you need to gather before you ever go to any of these birth chart websites, you need to know the date of your birth, which I'm sure you know. You need to know the exact time you were born, Mm -hmm. preferably by the minute, like down to the minute. So go and ask your mom. I'm sure she knows. 
Uh, and the location of where you were when you were born. I think the time might be on your birth certificate, too. I think it is. Yeah. So having that information to put into a birth chart website will then give you back the snapshot of the cosmos at the time of your birth and give you your birth chart. But birth charts, as fun as they are to look at, they're also essential to trying to determine the inner workings of your days, weeks, and months. Now we're getting into horoscopes. Oh, geez. So let's get this question out of the way real quick. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does Mercury in retrograde mean? Well, you see, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes the world gets fucky. I had the answer to this once, looked it up, absorbed it, and I was like, cool, now I know what Mercury in retrograde means. And then it left my brain. Yep. Because word... Mercury went into retrograde and I got fucked up, so. <laughs> God damn it, Mercury. All right. Well, the word retrograde literally means moving backwards, but in astrology, Retrograde refers to the optical illusion of a planet rotating backwards due to its position in the sky. And it looks backwards, quote unquote, because each planet has its own specific rotation that it follows always. So like it appearing in retrograde is just like it looks like it's going the wrong way, but it's yeah. not. All planets go into retrograde yeah, at some Mercury. point or another. It's not <laughs> just Mercury. It's just the most memeable one. <laughs> it's the most memeable one. But why do per like yeah, so why do people obsess about Mercury specifically if all the planets go into retrograde? Well, in recent years, Mer Mercury in retrograde has become memeable, just like you said. It's become a common joke amongst astrology enthusiasts, and it basically means some bad luck is thrown off my groove. Mm -hmm. But Mercury being in retrograde doesn't deal out bad luck to any like random aspect of your life like you might think it does. It only affects your levels of communication, and your travel plans. And that's because Mercury is the messenger, the winged messenger god. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> that's, Mercury, Mercury is the uh, the Hermes. It's Hermes, yeah. Yeah, I always, I always mix up which one's Greek and which one's Roman. Me but too, it's so hard Mercury to Mercury and Hermes with. are the same. <laughs> yeah, so winged messenger god, messenger, communication, wings, travel. travel. So during this time period of... Mercury, Mercury. I keep saying Mercury. Why do I say that? It's a hard word to say. Mercury. During this time of Mercury being in retrograde. Oh, I think that's why I'm doing it. Retrograde. Oh, Mercury. Probably. During this time, you may find that you're having trouble communicating your feelings the way you want to, and you may have just poor luck with your travel plans. Mercury goes into retrograde three times a year, and it's nothing to go crazy over, guys. Chill out. <laughs> It's more annoying than anything. But like if you so if you get like your horoscope during Mercury in retrograde, you might like your horoscope might say something like think about what you want to say before you say it. Mm. Or it might say something like be more flexible with your travel plans. And that that's like the advice that your horoscope will give you. It's not like, watch out, you know? <laughs> Look out. You might trip over your own feet today. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I feel like like someone out there was like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. But back to horoscopes, yeah. To my staunch believers, before I get into this, to my staunch believers in astrology, please take horoscopes with a grain of salt. You have control over your life, not your horoscope. But to my skeptics who are listening, sometimes it's just nice to read a vague statement in order to reflect upon yourself. So please stop it's judging nice me. It's nice to feel seen. It's nice to feel seen by the and, cosmos. And to, to <laughs> trick yourself into feeling like you're not crazy. But how do astrologers come up with horoscopes? When astrologers are writing daily horoscopes, they're predominantly focusing on the position of the moon, since the moon has to do with your emotions. And they compare that position of the moon to your sun sign. But when they're doing bi-weekly or monthly horoscopes, they focus more on the planets Mars, Venus, Mercury, and the sun. 
on a more personal level, horoscopes are written based on which planets are occupying occupying your houses. What are houses? I touched on this earlier. A house is like one of those 30 degree pie slices. Mm -hmm. But each person, each person has a different first house and they determine your first house based on your rising sign. Gotcha. So, so consistently your rising or ascendant sign will be in your first house. Well, it will determine your first house. Gotcha. But for horoscopes, when determining your horoscopes, astrologists read which planets are in your specific house at that time and how it's impacting your life. So each house, it determines like the types of people, places, or other circumstances in which we all encounter. So like, for example, your first house governs how you appear to others, which is why it's lined up with your ascendant sign, because it's the same thing. It's your Mm -hmm. first impression. Your second house determines how you handle material possessions. Your third house points to your communication skills and so on. Does that make sense? Okay. If you were to say... Oh, my God. Sorry, that makes so much sense. Does it? (laughs) Because you only got to three and third house is communication skills. I don't have any sign in my third house. My third house (gasps) is empty and I have terrible communication skills. That's absolutely untrue. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) It is completely and utterly untrue. You have wonderful communication skills. (laughs) Well, I don't have a planet in my third house. But like... like... No stars are dictating that. That's all me, baby. (laughs) No stars are dictating that. But like... If so, for example, let's say like your hor- when you're looking at your horoscope for a day and it says like Mars is in your third house. Well, since your third house determines your communication skills, your horoscope might say something like when you talk to people, you're coming off as aggressive because Mars is symbol of aggression. So like when you're talking, when you're communicating, you might be coming off as aggressive or maybe you want to be aggressive. So that's how they like kind of figure out your horoscope with that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, if you're interested in reading which each of the houses represents, since I'm not going to go through all 12 of them. Uh, There is a great article on EliteDaily.com called There Are 12 Houses in Astrology and Each Defined an Area of Your Life by Rosie Baker and Valerie Messa. Catchy. What a great, concise article title. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, if you're interested in any of my source material for this or past episodes, I'm going to finally post that on our website. Um, I'm just going to put a link to the Google Doc since we haven't quite figured out how to like do yeah, our source material Yeah, I'm not entirely yet. sure how to like format it on the website. Actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. I will put a link to the Google Doc in our link tree. There you go. Which is in the bio of our Instagram. Great. Yeah, let's do that too. Awesome. Uh, just so you remember, our website is wonderbingepod at wixsite.com slash wonderbinge. Yay. Catchy. Yeah, catchy. Great. Concise. Gets concise. right to the point. Hell yeah. <laughs> But um, that's that's all I got on astrological zodiac signs for today. I know that was a lot, and I know it's like a weird place to end, but uh, that's what I got. Okay. And to end this episode, I thought it might be fun for us to read our horoscopes off of CoStar. Oh boy, would you like mine's to go boring. first? Oh, mine's not. <laughs> mine's cryptic. What's yours? It's, it's the light bulb one, right? Yeah. People who get used to having control rarely volunteer to give it up. It's saying that you're being a little controlling right now. Am I? You really need to step back, okay? Like, I have this power is my in episode? routine and social life. Pressure <laughs> in spirituality. Trouble with thinking, creativity, sex, love, and self. Is that always If that or? ain't the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me get to mine. You need to be able to share your darkest secrets. Fuck. Okay. Okay, go off. I don't know what kind of dark secret I'm keeping right now. Maybe I should figure that out first. Uh, but I have power in thinking and creativity, spirituality, social life, sex and love. 
I got power. You have power in all of that? I have pressure and routine and self. What the fuck? It's just, I guess it's just my week, dude. Man. But it's really not because literally everything in the last two days has been going wrong. <laughs> well, Jen, today, June 10th is when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. When I don't have what I need, I can jump from one... Concise. Get to the point. When I don't have what I need, I can jump from one relationship to the next. Jenna, on the other hand, morphs into a home for lost skaters? <laughs> what? We're both uncertain about our shared emos. values today. If I'm considering whether I'm going to open up, name it. Be a little more gentle. Ray, you're being a little rough with me right now. I feel like maybe we gave CoStar a bit too many shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I do still like CoStar a lot. I finally put in a chaos mode for myself. What was it? Uh, I will tell you, but can you explain chaos mode for our listeners real quick? Uh, yes. So on on the app CoStar, chaos mode allows you to basically enter your own horoscope, like horoscope message, mm-hmm. and it will it will give it to you on a day where it applies. Basically, Isn't I still great? haven't been given the one that I put in. Really? Yeah. Which, to the wait, point of, I don't even know if I remember what it is. I think I took a screenshot just in case I forgot. I really want to remember what yours is, but I'll tell you mine because I just did it last night. What was it? <laughs> this was the horoscope that I wrote for myself. You're either lacking in sleep or water, are in desperate need of a solid conversation, or you're just on your period. Whatever it is, figure it out and chill the fuck out. Wow, that's a lot more of a like actual horoscope message than mine was. was My chaos mode messages. So apparently the bad vibes you've been feeling are actually just severe psychological distress. <laughs> Which I think is my horoscope every day. <laughs> this is supposed to come up once, not all the time. <laughs> it hasn't come up yet. So did you did you absorb all of that information? I hope our uh, listeners, I hope you did. I know that was a lot. And especially if you're not into star signs, you probably just like yeah, didn't I, even listen yeah, at all. I, but... I absorbed it. Because like I knew a lot of this already. It was just a matter of like putting it into words and like finding better ways to describe it from, mm-hmm. from websites. But like there, I did <clears throat> learn a lot. Like I didn't know anything about the houses. I'd argue I still don't understand much of yeah, the houses. I think, I think the houses are... The only part that we're still like lost on. There's, I think it's um, it's based on a 3D model, and my brain that's preparing to go on vacation is not computing. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to go to Michigan tomorrow. Oh man, I'm so excited. I that doesn't make sense to me that it's tomorrow. I feel like I need a drink now after all of that. You want some rum? I would love some rum. I might just drink it straight. Fuck that's, your coke. It's coconut rum. It's delicious. True. Very true. Anyway, thank you all for listening. You can find us on social media. At WonderBingePod. And if you have a topic request, suggestion, or if you'd like to tell us we're pretty, you can email us. Good at delivering information. <laughs> you can email us at <laughs> WonderBingePod at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to check us out on CoStar and see if we're compatible, my username is at Genevieve Cull. And my username is at Maria Monachino. Hit us up. That'd be honestly, I'd love to see chart comparisons. That'd that be would fun. be fun. I think it's really cool that you decided to do this because my current D D character that I'm absolutely obsessed with is a circle of stars druid. That's fun. Oh, I forgot about that. And it just makes me very happy. Now you can understand the stars better when you use them while you're casting. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Tune in in two weeks for whatever Maria's got to say. Yeehaw. If you haven't listened to the blooper reel yet, please do. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. At least I think it is. Catch you later. Bye. Catch you later. Bye, guys. Scootly boop boop bow.